Time now for another Bob and Tom Extra. This is Christopher. You know, we get you to work every morning on the Bob and Tom Show. Now, every afternoon at 3, we're going to post a little extra for you to get you laughing on your way home or whenever you download this thing. On the show today, it's a wealth of information about bricks, bowling, baskets, and kazoos. Everything you want to know in one show starts now. Last call announced the barkeep, and then their eyes did meet. Betty the bearded lady and Tom the four-inch freak. (laughs) No relation to you, Tom. Tom lowered his voice and made a pass. What are you doing later? Betty thought as she stroked her beard. Nothing, sweet potato. (laughs) People pointed, jokes were made, but it fell on four deaf ears. Tom thrust his tiny shoulders back and ignored the painful jeers. Betty, he said, the world can be such a cruel, unfeeling place. She said, I know my little pumpkin, and kissed his tiny face. She carried him through the parking lot to the woods that lay beyond. Never before had either felt such an instant common bond. Betty, he said, gazing down at his tiny platform shoe. Tonight I would like nothing more than to make sweet love to you. She said, I'm a virgin. He said, so am I. She said, don't you think that's weird? He said, not really. I'm four inches tall and, you know, you got the beard. (laughs) She pressed him tight against her bosom. He inhaled her perfumed air. He covered her neck with tiny hickeys and stroked her facial hair. (laughs) The moonlight danced off his cowboy hat. She giggled and she swayed. She undid his tiny rhinestone belt. A cricket looked away. (laughs) She set him down, unzipped her dress, still tipsy from the booze. She tripped, pulling off her panties, and crushed him with her shoes. (laughs) Bearded Betty never married. Her mistake sure took its toll. She still owns that pair of shoes, and Tom's still in her soul. A great way to get your morning started. This is Bob and Tom Extra. It's Christy Lee. Happy to be here, folks. Do you have this news story, Christy? I don't know which news story would it be, babe. The iPhone case that has a spoon and a fork attached to it. No, Unbelievable. I'm not so you that. can so you never have to put your iPhone down. Is this a real thing? No, That's, that can't. That be is real. ridiculous. If you're a person who can't put your phone down while you eat, there's a case that has a spoon and a, a, a spoon fork, S-P-H-O-O-N-P-H-O-R-K. So Revolutionary product, turn your smartphone into a spoon or a fork. Isn't it irrefutable that phone cases are the filthiest things on the planet, besides yeah. like yes. money and shopping yes. carts? I don't know about that. People take their phones to the bathroom with them. Sure. Yes, there was a recent survey. They went to some mall, and 90-plus percent of the phones had... Uh, Fecal material. Well, thank you for being so delicate. Oh, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah, were you going to come up with a better word? Dump shards. Poop on them. <laughs> the remnants of a fecal event uh, get you? of such epic proportion. that. Speaking of fecal, did you see this? What? Scientists have found a way to transform leftover human waste into bricks. 
Oh, so could be used, right? Well, of course, we've known this for years. That could be used to create a unique form of building material. That would be unique, all right. Wouldn't there be an odor issue? Scientists created bricks with 25% feces, the rest traditional clay, found the blocks still managed to pass stringent strength tests. <laughs> Am I making this up? No. No, you're not, but I can see some Mason unions getting together today. Hey, look. <laughs> Did you read the story? <laughs> Mixing the biosolid material with clay for use in bricks would cut down on the 30% of sewage still sent to landfill or stored. <sighs> it's a practical and sustainable proposal for recycling all the leftover biosolids worldwide, according to researchers from RMIT University in Australia. So there has to be some kind of processing, I'm guessing. Well, of you course. Know, you know, just... what's, the, what's the name of the Hey, Mason Tender. There's corn in this one. Come on, man. You ever, ever a hot carrier? Summer working as a hot yes, carrier? I did. Uh, Boy, that can't be easy. That's brutal. Oh, stupid. Well, uh, that's a... Let's get a machine to do this. Is that interesting or not? <laughs> so, that is interesting. That is, yeah. That sounds like one of those uh, things for the third world where they show yeah. some... I'm sure it's treated. You would never know. If I didn't tell you this story and you built out, you would maybe not yeah, even so know. Well, it's a gorgeous house you built, Tom. Huh? The house that built. <laughs> the old brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. It would be the new brick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, well. That's Here we are, the number one story in sports this morning. Are you all ready? A 10-year-old boy from New Jersey has become... (laughs) (laughs) I love when you haven't quite read it and something strikes you. That story wasn't stupid enough. Listen to this sentence. A 10-year-old boy from New Jersey has become the second youngest person to ever bowl a perfect game. He's not even the youngest. (laughs) I think this is still worth mentioning. It's amazing. (laughs) How old is he? Ten years old. He bowled a perfect game. That's amazing. In, in league play. Cass Struthers. Cass Struthers. You run one time, you get one chain. You run twice, you get two chains. Struther Martin. You run three times. Well, hell, we ain't never had nobody run three times. Or Cobra Kai Struthers of Maplewood used a 14-pound ball he calls the idol. To bowl a 300 at Jersey Lanes in Linden. Hmm. Last, Forget about it. Last Saturday night. Forget about it. His mother, Sharonda Struthers, said, He eats, sleeps, and drinks bowling. Good for he's, he's a very unhealthy child. <laughs> Even when he's not bowling, he's on his phone on a bowling game. Don't you love it when you get those, when you're bowling, and, they, <laughs> and you, get the, you get the hamburger, I'm and it's in, it's in one of those mother. baskets? What? Don't you love that when the the food comes in a basket? The food comes in a basket. Yeah, a wait a minute. Where you get All right. Yeah. Look. Once again. Wait a minute. This is we live different lives. This, yeah. this is interesting. No I think I've eaten out of more baskets than I have off of, <laughs> off of plates. I'm with you. Tom's <laughs> infatuation with bowling is they bring you food in these exotic basket <laughs> type basket containers with the, with the paper and the fries. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like yeah. Ninety no, percent of the burger chains serve their food. Love those. You need to go out. You know, you can buy those for your home. (laughs) One of these days when all this is over, we're all going to sit down and talk with you and tell you how what you've just said is 
So hurtful on so many levels. Yes. Sorry. This kid bowled a 300. I think it's great. Nobody cares. You're not really relatable when you talk about baskets like that. Little little plastic baskets. They bring the burger and the fries. We eat them probably once a week. (laughs) (laughs) So you bowl that often? Our food doesn't come at a five star restaurant. You know, maybe maybe Tom's right about it. Maybe we do take for granted (laughs) the food basket. We should admire it next time. Did you see how he, it's amazing? They come I, with these baskets. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. And they had napkins made out of paper. No, no cloth, cloth to be found. Paper, napkins, and these plastic. I didn't understand. Silverware, this plastic cutlery. Oh, best, best bowling scene in a movie. Josh, go. Kingpin. Uh, Never seen it. The, the final showdown between uh, Ernie McCracken. And <laughs> Woody Harrelson's game. The big Lebowski's, Roy, Roy the big Lebowski's bowling scenes are oh, boy, awfully yep. funny. They sure are. They sure are. John Goodman plays that, that incredibly hostile guy. And Turturro <laughs> is so insane. Oh, yes. As the, as the, <laughs> the Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's, Till that gun go click, <laughs> click, <laughs> click. Such a crazy person. Uh, five easy pieces. Great no. bowling scene. No, I only Sally think they had bowling. Sally Struthers was adorable in that movie. Man, oh man, um, he's a uh, so this Kai. kid. This kid bowled three hundred. Congratulations! Kai joined the local bowling league when he was four. The ten-year-old bowls five times. Hey, a I've never done it, man. I all uh, kudos I to this. Couldn't kid. get close. Me either. How old? This kid's ten. So he. Yeah. Hope he's not in it for the chicks. <laughs> I'm sure there's some bar flies hanging around old. <laughs> they do a they do a juice box for the seventh frame, by the way. Uh, so call me in eight years, kid. Good for him. That's, that's awesome. You we got a, what it takes. We got a lot coming up. We got a very special bit of audio for Chick McGee next. And maybe we'll have breakfast out of baskets later. <laughs> <laughs> These exotic baskets they bring you. <laughs> you reveal so much, and you have no idea. I love it. It's my favorite thing. What did I say? I once went to a restaurant where they brought us free bread. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah that it's all you can eat. None of us ordered it. Yes. I, I ever been lied to? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I went to this one restaurant that uh, the person that poured your water took your order. <laughs> What's that all about? The same gentleman. The same gentleman. He didn't have gloves on. Like. Good Lord. No gloves. Soul's gloves. When I'm ensconced in a restaurant. But what, do you, what do you have over there, Chick McGee? Best cities for football fans. Top 10. Based on what? What do you mean? Best cities for football fans. Determined by who? What's the source? Like the football is good for the fans or the fans are great because of Compared more than 240 U.S. cities with at least one college or professional football team based on 21 key metrics. I didn't listen to a word. The data set ranges from number of NFL and college football teams, average ticket prices. Christy, what's your guess? Number one? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is number one. Wow. That's a good guess. On a 240. Christy gets it. Yeah. Number two, Boston. Number three, Green Bay. Number four, Dallas. Number five, New York. Number six, Miami. Number seven, New Orleans. Number eight, Oakland. (laughs) Well, for now. Number nine, Philly. Number 10, Seattle. Worst cities for college football fans. For college College? football fans. No, I'm sorry. Worst cities for football fans. Period. Oh, period. Um, Okay. The worst, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. (laughs) Oh, for Pete's sake. (laughs) Do they have football in Pine Bluff, Arkansas? Dwajiak, Michigan. (laughs) Never mind. Let's not do that story anymore. (laughs) 
What do you think the number $5,145 refers to? $5,145. The no average yeah. amount uh, uh, NFL player will get for playing in the Super Bowl per minute. It's how much the trophy costs. What would you say? Season tickets? Season ticket? $5,145. The average cost of a ticket to the past five Super Bowls. What? That's the average cost. Boy. Yeah, if I... you can get them because they all go to mm-hmm. corporate. Corporate people. Uh, the average cost for a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl, $5.24 million. Mm-hmm. $1.38 billion chicken wings Meh. will be eaten during the Super Bowl, plus 14,500 tons of chips, 8 million pounds of guacamole, and 10 million pounds of ribs. And 50% of people would sacrifice their vacation day for one year to watch their team win the Super Bowl. What percentage? I'm sorry. Half, 50%. 33% would give up their annual bonus if they were guaranteed their favorite team would win their Super Bowl. Win what? Super Bowl. That's what it says. There you go. I don't know what I was thinking. I shouldn't have done a poll. You know how Tom is about polls. Mm-hmm. Unless he's conducted it. And yep. I no, I just mean. Paul's all over it's it. kind of hard to relate to all those chicken wings. I'm sure that I'll have my share. They're delightful. Uh, you know, some of them might be served in baskets. With that that's right. That would make me happy. The exotic napkin. Exotic okay. basket comes. I see. Um, Let's take Tom to lunch this week where they have baskets so he'll relive his childhood. Mm-hmm. I used to go to bowling at the Kinsman Lee Lanes. You'd order a burger and they would it would come in this basket. <laughs> As a kid who didn't eat out often, I could see that being exciting. What a weirdo. <laughs> Instead of being on a plate, it was in a basket They fries. still do that. A lot of places. Makes it taste better, I think. Did you hear the way he said that, <laughs> though? It was like it was some some kind of alien experience. Right. Like none of us have I'm gonna ever I'm going to get you some of those it. baskets and you can serve up food like that to your daughters. They'll oh, love it. They'll love go it. crazy. Love it. You'll love it. Get the little paper. You can get it at... A big box store that you just you know, deli papers. Oh, yeah. awesome. You ever go to uh, you ever go to one of those uh, where they you throw the basket away? They go, hey, don't throw the baskets away. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. I just went to one the other day. Oh, yeah. I bet it was a big deal, right? It was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, throw them. I looked in the someone had someone had thrown some a insensitive away. Uh, oaf. Yeah. Oh boy, and tossed the uh, basket. His engine. Oh, he's going to ruin it for all. Uh, let's move to the uh, Navy <laughs> Federal Credit Union news desk with Christy Lee. What's going on Are over there? All done over there, chick. Yes, it's national. Kazoo Day. Oh, boy. I don't know what I've done. With my- the toy <laughs> instrument invented in the 1840s by yeah. Mr. Alabama Vest of Macon, Georgia. Thank you, Mr. Vest, for all you've done for the The first world. U.S. patent for the kazoo was granted in 1883. There it is. There it is. Chick and I both have giant kazoos. Wow. We had stopped. It's also Blueberry Pancake Day, Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Love both those things. Blueberries should be outlawed. (laughs) And Have Fun at Work Day. (laughs) Today? By not entertaining your... Today we can have fun at work? Fellow workers with a kazoo. That's right. (laughs) Who's the... uh, Is there a a go-to kazoo? Is there like the Miles Davis of kazoo? Is there some guy... Probably. In Nashville, the first call kazoo dude... Uh, First call, kazoo dude. You mean he has several kazoos all think, tuned? Isn't that just a percussion dude? If you need, is that who it is? I don't know. Is it the I would same assume. guy that like slide whistle guy. Yeah. 
There probably the percussion is a, guy does everything, doesn't like he? Maybe the guy that does the harmonica slide whistle kazoo. Oh, there you go. Uh, there are. Let's see. <laughs> Did you know that the kazoo wasn't called the kazoo in the beginning? No. What was, what it, was called? it called? What was it called? It's called the Hummer. Really? Why did that change? Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saying, hey, get me a Hummer? Yeah. I need a Hummer for this. I was song. in the Cracker Barrel store the other day. I got a Hummer. Uh, <laughs> well. well. <laughs> Yikes. Right there by the fireplace? Right there by the fireplace. In 1883, they called that a Hummer. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this will, um, did you know that this, Ace, do you know what song, a famous song in the world of classic rock features a kazoo? Uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, here, here, let's give this a listen. See if you see if you remember this one. You know what that is? Hendrix. Hendrix. Crosstown Traveler. There's an actual kazoo in this. Hear it in there? Are you sure that's kazoo? Yeah, yeah that's guitar. Come on. Both. Famously. Famous. Famously. <laughs> Isn't there a kazoo in What a Day for a Daydream? Is there one in there? I don't know. I don't know. That guy's a... I, I could be wrong. John Sebastian's a great harmonica player. He plays the harmonica Maybe that's Roadhouse Blues by the Doors. Oh, he did. Let's hope he's been ah. silenced for all time. Oh, that's nice. What's wrong with these? <laughs> What's his problem? Too talented? John Sebastian? Oh, I, I'm a big fan. We need a show. We need a theme for a show called Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome back. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Amazing. He never says Cotter. The guy's a great songwriter. <laughs> he never says Cotter. What, what, what crawled up your... Let's just move on. John Sebastian. We have a lot to get to. Hello, Bob and Tom Show. Hey, Bob and Tom. It's Donnie Baker. Oh, hey, Donnie. How are you? Hey, what date is it, Chick? What What day is it? Yeah, or date, because I think this may be a change of history. January 28th. Why? Well, I never thought I'd say it, Christy, but I think maybe me and Tom actually agree on something. Oh, oh boy. I hate Bohemian Rhapsodies, and I'll say it right to Queen's face. <laughs> kind of I swear to God, two things that should never mix, rock and opera, state law. Well, it's... When that stupid song comes on the radio, I always feel like I'm stuck in a school play. You know, <laughs> fanning my face with the program, praying it all in. And everybody brags about... Fred Mercury being such a good singer, I think he basically wasted the best porn mustache ever invented. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. He, he had a mustache would have made Sam Elliott not up. But then, <laughs> rather than follow Johnny Watts' footsteps, he goes off and invents a rock opera band. And now, because they made that movie, they play that stupid Bohemian Rhapsody tape more than traffic and weather together on the pen. <laughs> Swear to God. And sure, maybe Fred was a good singer, but I don't think for one second he wrote any of their good tapes. Well, he wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. Fat Bottom Girls. What would Fred know about that? Unless he was running the camera for the band. Um, <laughs> and you know another one bites of dust would have been another one bites a pillow had he been in charge. Swear <laughs> to God. And how dare people say Mercury was a better singer than Steve Perry's? God, that gets me fired up. <laughs> well, it's not a competition. I... I'll, I'll say like this. There's I, I no way true, they but... ever faced off that Fred would have beat Steve Perry in a fair fight. 
Because Steve's ass would have been in a separate bus about 20 miles ahead of the rest of the band. I swear to God. <laughs> and true. thank God Queen ain't gone on YouTube and found a Puerto Rican like Journey's did to replace their old singer. Yeah, he's Filipino. Uh, last thing we need is another Arnel Pinata doing Bohemian Rhapsodies in <laughs> Espanol. Uh, hey, Tom, let's go to the concert. I got two tickets, a couple beers, and a four cassette series of Rosetta Stone so we can hear what the hell he's singing about. <laughs> There's today's edition of the Bob and Tom Extra for you. Make sure you catch us every weekday afternoon at 3. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. For the Bob and Tom Show, this is Christopher speaking. Have a great one.